Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, a five and a seven, a six and a six, or if a six turned out to be nine, a Jimi Hendrix album or a college football playoff conversation. It's next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Great to be with you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, always free and available on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. And today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more and new customers join today and you're going to get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started with the only Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, great to be back with you, my man. And we are edging closer to the weekend, but not yet quite back in to basketball mode. We're back there tomorrow as we set the table for the Red Raiders back on the road from Iowa State. But today, it's a whole lot of football consideration. Never mind a break to think college football. And what we've got to get into today is a couple of Big 12 win totals, courtesy of our friends at FanDuel. We'll tell you where the Red Raiders are and some of their peers as well. But also considering postseason things as it involves the new landscape of this modern, progressive, contemporary, expanded playoff college football era that we are soon to be in. There's going to be some various numbers that we're going to dive into. Five plus seven, six plus six. Billion, two billion, three billion, four billion. Some of these kind of hard to even fathom what it's going to look like, right? But there's a whole lot of moving and shaking and shuffling right now as to who is going to get what, whether it is cold hard cash or automatic qualifying playoff bids, and whether or not you're in the Big 12, Big 10, SEC, ACC, or Pac Deuce, uh, you're just wanting to have the best seat at the table. So a whole lot to consider. Maybe lost on some fans, Chris, that are not all that interested in the boardroom aspect of college football, but it's going to impact everything that we're going to be enjoying very soon in the fall. Yeah, you know, I I used to pay less attention to stuff like this at this time of the year, but now really I pay a lot of attention to it because it it really is – it, it it shakes the ground beneath you in that the way that the postseason is decided, who's in control of it, what it – I mean, when you localize it, it's just how Texas Tech exists in the football space. And this is how realignment gets going. This is how the TV contracts that we spend so much time uh, gets going. And, and it's a, it just trickles down. And, and it, it's – um, how so many things uh, are thought of with this in mind on, on how the, the the playoff or the the champion will be decided. But, you know, in, in, uh, there, there's been some recent meetings, and, and I guess it was last week uh, in the Metroplex with these uh, the head of college football, uh, which are these commissioners and, and everybody trying to decide uh, Bill Hancock, I guess the the head of the playoff for now. I think he's but he's about to step away if he hasn't already. But um, you know that 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 group uh, is trying to decide. Okay, what we we've only got two more years left agreed to this postseason, and then the next one. It's a twelve team format. We know the 
we know the the dates, we know the locations, we know well for the most part we know the locations for the semifinals and the title game, but the 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 opening round games and and then all those kinds of things are still uh, to be determined. But um, and and then here's the here's the kicker, man. I don't know, you'd have to tell me how many billions this was, but I think I saw was it like 1.6 billion? Uh, is that right on what ESPN just agreed to to off into the future agreed to the whole um, college football playoff presentation from a TV standpoint? I, uh, I think, they... think 1.3, but what's 300? Okay. Million? Okay. <laughs> you know, exactly. Spare exactly. change. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. One point three billion. Yeah. And I, I'm trying to like like six more years or something. It was like it wasn't yes, just like a okay. Yeah. Six years. What's fascinating to me because I, I have some concerns here, but what is also fascinating to me is so you're telling me that you agreed to a media rights deal for a dollar figure, and we don't even know what you've agreed to. Like that, they don't even know what they're gonna air on tv yet because they they haven't agreed to any any sort of uh, approved format past the 26th year they could expand it they could shrink it they could do whatever the hell they want but they know what what the dollar figure is i guess uh and that's that's just been agreed to it hasn't been necessarily approved uh but anyway it's like we're getting the cart before the horse a little bit but right now they can't agree on on format but i'm, I'm a bit concerned that ESPN is in line to be the sole rights holder for everything that relates to a college football championship. And I grant, granted, I'll hear the ES, uh, the, the CBS argument with, with the NCAA tournament and all that stuff, but I think this is apples and oranges because Turner has all of college basketball, but the NCAA really runs that. But in this case, you, you have S, the SEC is about to move every bit of their content from a football standpoint over to ESPN or their family and networks. There will be no, there is no CBS uh, on Saturday afternoon anymore. No, it's everything is on ESPN now. U2 plus uh, the big one, ABC, I guess, all the stuff. And and for them to kind of control the sport, I mean, their own interests are going to be questioned and already are in many in, in instances. And yes, it's good that the Big 12 is also partnered with the ESPN in some way, but you're not solely on there. I don't know. I uh, I'm I'm a bit uh, leery of of kind of some of this talk, but heck, I don't even know what they've agreed to yet to decide the championship uh, past uh, 2026. And again, what this is this is a bit off of the distance, but it's not that far. But does your league even have an uh, an automatic bid? You know past 2026 we don't know this yet and if it doesn't whoo that's uh i mean that's like saying that the big 12 doesn't get the the big 12 tournament champion in kansas city doesn't get an automatic bid to the ncaa tournament okay then what are we doing this for yeah except aside from 60 plus spots available when you're not getting the auto bid there are 12 <laughs> which has been like pulling teeth for a century plus just to get college football uh, to expand the playoff to that point, you know, it took like a hundred years for them to say, "Hey, let's let's have a tournament," like every other level of football on earth does. And the brilliant minds involved said, "All right, you want to go tournament? Okay, we got five power leagues. Now, how many spots do we want to have? Four, 
Four is the answer. So we're not expecting logic and sense to play a large part in this. Although, you know, this era we're about to get into was a pipe dream of mine a decade ago. Never would have thought we'd even gotten here. So I guess maybe I should be a little more open-minded as to what the future could hold. We're going to have some on-campus action. Again, another pipe dream, double pipe dream. I can't believe that we're even getting any of this. But I just can't fathom that you're going to be cutting out entirely uh, an automatic bid from what would still remain to be, if not at least 50%, I don't know, 60% of the college football fan bases when you're considering the Big 12 and the ACC. So I think auto bid, I'm still feeling fairly secure about, but what's it look like beyond that? I think yeah. we've all, we've kind of had this conversation before. You know, what are you going to have to be if you're a second place team in the Big 12 conference or the ACC record wise to then still beat out? you know, the other three or four SECs or Big Tens. Nearly they're perfect. Gonna put in. Yeah, exactly. Like, you think you're going to elbow Indiana and Illinois out of that picture? Yeah, right, buddy. We're talking blue bloods there. Um, I don't know what the preference necessarily is, and this is where we get into five plus seven or six plus six. The five is a four auto bid for power conference scenario with one group of five champion auto bid scenario, and then obviously the six would resemble, I think, an era uh, gone by. Some have suggested that would be two group of five champions. That seems like way too much real estate reserved for group of five folks when there's only 12 slots. The era gone by was when the Pac-12 still existed. And this is one of the more hilarious aspects of this all, Chris. You've got these big billion dollar conglomerates in the room and they're all being held at knife point by Washington State and Oregon State right now as far as the Pac-2's voting prowess is concerned. That model is going to be voted on in a few days. That's coming up on February 20th when you're going to have the five plus seven or six plus six uh, actually voted upon. But I don't know about you. I, I just can't fathom that auto bids are going away entirely uh, for the Big 12 or the ACC. Because, again, when you're breaking down the numbers as far as what used to be considered power five programs, you're talking 60 plus, like, I don't know, 62, 64, 65, throwing in like Notre Dame, formerly a BYU, some of those independents. And there are not 60-plus involved uh, in the Big Ten and SEC alone. Maybe I'm just hoping against hope or telling myself this, but I just can't imagine you're cutting out that big a swath uh, when it comes to national college football fans. First, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. And the sports calendar keeps turning and the action never stops with America's number one sports book and the official sports book of Locked On. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet hits. There are so many ways to spice up any action with their safe, secure, and easy-to-use apps. So get to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. And if you're a new customer, take advantage of $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet with FanDuel at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, official partner of the NBA. Yeah, Washington State and Oregon State, man, they're, they're just, they're, they're just <laughs> fighting for whatever little control that they possibly have on paper as it as it relates to being now in charge of the of the the pack 12 slash two i'm kind of entertained by it by the way i'm almost rooting for them at this point to the, stick everybody up the little guy i mean literally i mean yeah. uh yeah pullman and corvallis man like the hubs of college football man. there's right. no 
Yeah, and and just wait till Texas Tech takes uh, Washington State's offensive line coach. They'll really be in trouble. Um, but uh, yeah, you, I, I'm with you. I don't think uh, I, I don't think they're going to take away an automatic bid. What you get, because I mean, like, and you mentioned the group of five. Like, I think in real time last year, had you had the that well, like I say last year, like this past six weeks or month or whatever it was when you had the college football playoff, you would you would have been talking about Liberty and SMU being involved. Mm. Yeah, no, man. I mean, like, this is not gonna. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. Um, what, what, what the uh, the discussion between the Big Ten and the SEC like a week, week and a half ago? We're gonna get together. We're gonna kind of make sure that everything is is right and just get ready because they're gonna start throwing their weight around. And and I I don't know. Are they gonna say, hey, we? You know, we want because I mean, the five and the seven is what most people want. They may say, "No, we want to guarantee two of them." I don't know what they're going to say. Yeah. I really don't. I, I and and it, it's it's money related. It's it's uh, you know more control. Uh, we we have the the population, we have the audience, so we should get the most out of this and glean the most out of this. Which is crazy because you mentioned like. Yes, and that includes the Indianas, the Illinois, the Rutgerses, <laughs> the Mississippi States, the Vanderbilts. I mean, it's like some of this makes your head want to explode. But this is, you know, I mean, I, I wish uh, I wish some of these leagues would get into – everybody was in the scoop it up business years ago, like going for TV markets and all these things. I wish they would relegate now like they, like they do over in uh, Europe with the soccer teams, man. You know, guys, you're just not pulling your weight. Contraction, yeah, They're, yeah. We're gonna. It's like Survivor. We're gonna extinguish your flame, your flame here, and like you're, you're just done. You're voted off the island. Like you're sorry, you know. I'm like we're and we're not replacing you. We just don't want you on our team anymore. Um, yeah. Anyways, but uh, yeah, but keep. Uh, there, there's about to be more meetings. I think next week. Uh, keep your head on a swivel as far as some of this stuff goes and what decisions come out because it, it is. It is massive in scale as far as the the way this sport is going to go now and into the future. And and you're right, like the Big Twelve and Texas Tech and everything is everyone's paying very close attention as to what is decided or not decided. I'm also curious in what's happening this next go around as it relates to some bowl tie-ins, how oh, that could impact the Big Twelve conference because apparently, I, I guess you're going to have some former Pac-12 members, and obviously these two that are still remaining, uh, maintaining Pac-12 bowl ties. Am I understanding this correctly? So it, it was reported earlier this week that that the, the, the formerly known as the Pac-12 would still <laughs> fill it, its, its previous bowl tie-ins, like this coming postseason that those agreements are in place until 2025. So I'm gathering, unless I read it wrong, I think this is just the one more year. Because first of all, Cowan, I'm, I'm fascinated. Like I was asking these questions either to myself and maybe aloud on this show with you back when we were going through the bowl set up this past. Okay, next year you got this expanded playoff. What is the bowl setup going to look like? Not only – because you've just expanded your the Big Twelve and there you, you you've bloated the sixteen, and, and a lot of leagues have so that alters things, um, and then there's a conference that's no more. So like okay, when the Big Twelve plays the Pac twelve and the Alamo Bowl in San Antonio, 
does Oklahoma, like in this previous year, do they stand over there and look at nobody? Well, no, Oklahoma wouldn't be standing there either because they're going to the SEC. But, I mean, hey, Pac-12 member, we, we showed up for the game. Where were you, where you at? I mean, so it, it, I, I just had no idea, like, how this was going to go. So to catch everybody up, what has been talked about is that for at least another year, I gather, there's agreements in place where the formerly known as the Pac-12, it's like Prince, uh, they're <laughs> they're going to just maintain their their same bowl tie-ins. I'm gonna guess because that is the case. You may see the Big Twelve doing the same. I could be wrong, uh, but I, I bet we get like a, this is almost kind of like a let's just kind of hold on here with with this stuff, and then and then we'll kind of figure it out once the everybody's where they're gonna be as far as realignment because you know. You're still waiting on Utah and these these other schools to show up and be officially a, a parts of your league. And Texas and, and Oklahoma are not in the SEC yet. And then we can kind of re- reset the deck. The other thing is, I don't know when some of these bowls are going to be, Cowan, because they, they would scoop up. ESPN owns them all, uh, most of them. So uh, be, be, uh, be aware there. They would, they would, you know, block up all these windows on these Saturdays before Christmas. Well, now I think that some of those Saturdays are scooped up with exclusive TV windows with the college football playoff, like opening round games or even quarterfinal games, however we would term those. Yeah. And so you can't, you're not going to have all these, the Gasparilla Bowl and the whatever bowl on, oh, on no. Saturday. So they're going to have to move the dates around and, and all those things. So, <laughs> yeah, I you know, I, I'm, I was – because odds are Texas Tech and a lot of these Big 12 schools are going to still play in, in a lot of these bowl games, you know. Uh, you, you may get one team, maybe two into the playoff, even though it's expanded. So uh, there's a direct uh, kind of way to localize uh, that and, and try to figure, figure out what's going to go on there. You nudge around that Gasparilla Bowl, fine, but you keep your hands off the Cheez-It Bowl. I mean, one of America's sacred traditions. We all I mean, know what day the mayo cheese bowl is going down. Pop tarts. <laughs> we're eating mascots. I God. mean, we're dumping mayo on people. That sounds like a long night on the throne back in college. Cheese it's mayo, <laughs> pop tarts. What else we got? Maybe chug a bottle of syrup. All right. There's a whole lot left to be decided. But again, some of this happening within days, particularly that format vote coming up on February 20th. So keep your head on a swivel, and I'm sure we will circle back around to that whenever. The time comes. As for wrapping up our conversation here today, Chris, let's stay uh, in a football frame of mind and in the Big 12 Conference, the new Big 12 Conference. Our friends at FanDuel have kicked out some Big 12 win projections as it relates to the upcoming season. First, today's episode brought to you by Game Time, and you shouldn't have to sweat it out when buying tickets to your favorite events. And with Game Time, you never will because it's always a breeze using the Game Time app where you're going to find killer last-minute deals, views from every seat, and their lowest price guarantee. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it begins, which means Game Time is the place to find last-minute seats to any event. Game Time, also the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets, but not just fast, also secure and simple to use. So right now, download the Game Time app and create an account and use our promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off. Again, download the Game Time app today and use the promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off. Last-minute tickets at the lowest price, guaranteed with Game Time. 
Obviously, some new members now joining. We've got previous new members back for year number two. And I was kind of interested to see that among the uh, two highest win totals, 8.5, 9.5, that represented six teams. And it was a pretty good combination of either new members from a year ago, new members coming this year, and a couple of holdovers from the hateful eight era of the Big 12 Conference. K-State, Utah at the top of the list, both at nine and a half. Kansas, Arizona, Texas Tech, UCF, all sitting there at eight and a half. They got Oklahoma State, Texas Christian, Iowa State at seven and a half. West Virginia, so on and so forth, down to four and a half for the Cougars of BYU. But, uh, man, it'd be pretty interesting if first time around in this expanded, expanded Big 12 Conference, uh, you had some new members, some second-year members, and then uh, some of the originals all competing for hardware there at the top. Yeah, I I, uh, I saw this, uh, you know, and so the Red Raiders are at what eight? The over under is eight and a half yep. on, on on wins. Uh, that that's I mean, that that's a lot more than last year. Uh, obviously, if you if you if you go over that total, uh, I say a lot more. I guess it would be two more, but uh, feels like I, a lot more. It, it does, especially on paper. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree because I wasn't sure what you were going to get here. Some of this is is they look at the schedule. Um, what, what's fascinating is, is that like Oklahoma state is at seven and a half. Is that what you said? Yes, sir. And that, that's going to be a team that a lot of people pick to win this league in the preseason with so much back, especially on offense. And yet, you know, there's a, you know, seven and a half uh, wins. I, I didn't think that central Florida would be as high as they are because I think they're right there in your eight and a half win total company. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, and West Virginia is at seven and a half. Uh, six and a half. Six and a half. See, that's a bit. That's a bit lower as well as is what I would have, I guess, guessed. Um, and 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 Utah and Kansas State don't surprise me a bit. Uh, Arizona, it was at eight and a half as well, right yep. there with you are. Yeah. See, Arizona is the one that I can see them still being really, really strong, or with the new coach and some some portal exits and, and all that maybe you know just takes a bit to to get them i don't know but that I, that's what i was kind of you know just cur- and again these are these are wagers this is they're trying to get equal you know action on both sides of this so they set the hook on a lot of this um because if you were at uh if you're at nine you know for texas tech you may go i'll take the under if it's at eight you may take the over but they put that and a half on there <laughs> which uh Go back and check out the end of uh, the Red Raiders basketball game against Central Florida and go look up the point spread there if you want to know what that uh, little <laughs> half point will do to you. Woo boy. Uh, uh, bad beat, I think, is the term. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I was I was beyond curious to see how this laid out conference-wide. Some of it I'm like, okay. And then some of it, I, I, it made me, you know, I don't know, not scratch my head. But, like, with Oklahoma State and West Virginia – this may be about like, okay, this is who they have to play. This is who they don't have to play. For Texas Tech, it could be as much about this is who they have to play versus who they don't have to play. So that's what is interesting as you look at this. Uh, and and that, that, I guarantee you, is a heavy factor into, into oh, yeah. how they try to project what a team is going to do. You don't have to play. Uh, like, what did you just say? That Utah and Kansas State were at the top? And yes, they're, they're at nine and a half, right? That, there's nobody else there, right? No. Okay, for the Red Raiders, you don't have to play either. Probably 
factors in at, at some level on on maybe you getting the, the nodge into the eight and a half win category versus seven and a half. I don't know, but um, anyway, I, I love looking at this stuff. It's what we kind of look at much much earlier than the season gets here, just to kind of get a feel for things. And then it, it's always semi right, but it's never dead on. You know, that's the fun part, and you try to figure out, okay, well, what what are they going to be wrong about? Because I mean, how many times have we all have been offended as tech fans? Five and a half win total. <laughs> they, they just don't know. They don't know what we got working out over there, man. They hadn't seen our guys. Our guys are working hard. They're bigger, faster, stronger. Our quarterback is going to stay healthy this year. And they end up going like four and seven on the year. And you're like, damn, they were right. But uh, it's but, been a while since I've been that bullish. I gotta say, <laughs> I'm traumatized as a tech fan. But I, 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 I remember doing this with like oh, yeah. basketball Big 12 preseason poll when Texas Tech was not very good, and they, they'd always be picked to finish like ninth or tenth. And I, I just would be like, there's just no way they're finishing that low. It's just the, the blatant disrespect. <laughs> Yeah, you, you were like not even an NIT team, and you were like ninth or tenth in a lot of those years. And I was like, "Damn, why are they always so right?" It's so frustrating. <laughs> um, but uh, anyways, so I know the uh, the Pac-12 transfers don't really have this uh, experience or, or trauma to consider when projecting their team's win total. Uh, the new Big Twelve members from this previous season got a, a little taste of it, but now know more as you have roughly I don't know four hundred thirty million dollars worth of athletic budget walking out the door in uh, Texas and Oklahoma, you know, going into last season, Chris, uh, I was a a seven and five regular season man, as far as Texas Tech's projection was concerned. And that's what I'm going to have a hard time kind of chopping up this off season is trying to figure out what it's worth to me that UT and OU are not on this schedule, because as you're looking ahead to this new era, I think whether you consider Texas Tech improved or not, that's got to play in to what your projection is going to be. And I know also, as you uh, astutely pointed out, K-State and Utah not on your schedule as well. So as I'm sitting here looking at eight and a half for Texas Tech, I want to be bullish on that. I'm probably still a little more in the bearish category right now just because of our uh, dark horse trauma from an offseason ago. But there's no doubt that there's going to be some new territory up for grabs, obviously, in this league when you don't have Sooners or Longhorns occupying that, it has more so been Oklahoma that has been the mainstay occupying that over the previous decade or decade plus. UT just now coming back around uh, to regaining the ranks of pulling the weight that they like to throw around, but no longer our problem. But there's going to be somebody that's got to fill some of these shoes as far as those wins are concerned. And for original Big 12 members, it's still, I think at least speaking personally, you know, a, a new experience trying to figure out who you're avoiding uh, whenever you're thinking about some of these totals because used to we got everybody. Yeah, you you uh, you, you mentioned Oklahoma. I uh, I looked it up just a second ago just to make sure. But Oklahoma is over under win total this next year seven and a half. Uh, be careful <laughs> what you be careful what you wish for. Hello, SEC. Somebody's got to come in last. <laughs> See you, boys. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that'll, that'll go over well in Norman. <laughs> I mean, there's only one That's 75 right. team in Oklahoma. No. Um, uh, yeah, I, uh, I I think Utah thinks they're going to come in and run this uh, conference. Uh, I think their, their fan base is like ruffled a lot of feathers. I think the last fan base that did that was Central Florida's, uh, who was humbled um uh repeatedly on on several saturday afternoons but uh we'll see who's right here i uh i i think uh 
I think of the of the newcomers. I mean, Utah and Arizona certainly have a really good uh, foundation on paper. They really should be able to, uh, I, I think, have some success initially. Uh, but but it's not going to necessarily shock me if it's like, oh man, this is a bit different than we're used to, or the style of football, or the travel, whatever. Uh, but um, I, I do think that though, there's a lot of people that are pointing at Utah. Uh, saying, okay, one, they can really do well here, and two, boy, they think they're just going to come in and run this thing, and boy, they're in for a rude awakening. So we'll see who's right. Fingers crossed that that would be the case. Uh, Before we get out of here, one more from the bottom tier of this projection that I'm saying, I wonder, Colorado, five and a half. Been doing some work on the recruiting trail. I know from a season ago, there's not a whole lot to look at and think, boy, they sure are ready to ascend uh, in the new Big 12 conference, but uh, that roster will be changed. And uh, I'm curious to see if maybe they're going to exceed five and a half. You, you know, they uh, here, here's what I would say about Colorado. They went and spent, uh, the rumor was, uh, big, big money on the offensive line. I mean, the, the there was a lot of rumors in the industry about how much they just basically shelled out to paid for guys up front to protect Shador Sanders. He could, in fact, be the best quarterback, and really easily so in the Big 12, you know, I mean, next year. I think he's a pro prospect. I mean, that's the reality of it. I mean, he could, in fact, be the best quarterback, hands down, and in, in the Big 12 conference. Colorado could also have the best player in the league and one of the best in college football in Travis Hunter. That's also a, a true statement. Uh, but there's so many other things that they needed and they just couldn't sustain anything. And really Shadur and, and Hunter, the, those two kids, they couldn't stay healthy. Uh, so, you know, there, there's a lot to, you know, the the week-to-week grind here uh, that we'll, we'll see if they've ably addressed all, all their weaknesses and uh, and all those things. And there's a lot of staff uh, shuffling that's gone on with, with – uh, uh, you know Colorado's uh, coaching staff uh, this past offseason, so we'll see. But yeah, they're they're a wild card for sure. But I think uh, they're going to have to prove it and and show that they can be better than just in September. You know, I don't. I, I think that the college game day and the whole hype and all that. It's like you know you really want to blame TCU for that because TCU is the one that got got slipped up on, and then and then next thing you know, it's like let's just crown. Uh, Colorado, and then away we go. You know, and might also like, blame Dion a little bit for that. Well, asking true, people post game, are you a believer now? Are you a he believer? Did. Now? He did. He's <laughs> like, I got, I got receipts. Amazing. I, I, yeah, I, I know what you wrote. I saw, I saw. You know, and coming uh, to town, we'll have him right here in the LBK. And ultimately, TCU just wasn't very good. But yeah, shame <laughs> on us. But yeah, I think a lot of people will be slow to uh, uh, yeah. to come around this time around, or slower. How about that? But yeah, sure. wild club for sure. They got some talent. Uh, man, looking forward to finding out how the uh, dust will settle. Uh, and coming up tomorrow, we are back uh, to a basketball state of mind as we'll set the table for Texas Tech and Iowa State. Potentially a couple Coach of the Year candidates squaring off there in Ames on Saturday. We'll get to that and more on tomorrow's episode as we wrap up the week. Chris, appreciate the time as always, man. Enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see you then. Love talking football, man. Yeah, even though it's uh, post-Valentine's Day, we're in the middle of February, bring it on. Love <laughs> love the pigskin, man. Keep hope alive, everybody. We'll talk to you in the morning. And make sure you're subscribed on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. Thanks for being out there, and we hope to see you back for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech. <laughs>